The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome ashore. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm my brother, my brother, me, this one. Ahoy there. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. My sweet baby brother, 3030 Luminary Griffin McElroy. Land ho. Uh, Land boy, ho. Our, our smoothest like namesaying, I think, to date. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm back on shore. On land, I guess. I don't know how to think of it anymore. I used to think of myself as at sea, mm-hmm. but then I think of this as at land now you know what yeah, I, mean? like yeah. I live on totally. the ocean you've surfed and now you're turfing i'm both surf and turf simultaneously <gasps> Wait, at the same time yeah i'm a delicious <laughs> pricey dish so how's no, our opener going so far he's not good no, i think but listen oh god it's happening again Okay, so not yeah, walk us, walk us through what's happening right now in your, I guess, inner ear zone. I've been in the joke. I've been on the Joko cruise uh, for the past week. Just got back last night. Um, now it is a, f- it was a fun uh, conflation of things. First off, uh, there's a three-hour time difference. We had a two-hour time difference, uh, uh, so it was like two hours before Eastern Standard Time for most of the cruise. And then right when the last day, we got back to San Diego, and it was PST, so it was three hours difference. And then we flew back from PST and lost three hours that way. And then that night, it was daylight yeah. savings God time. God got so, up another hour. For just so now, Thursday. <laughs> I'm beyond the construct of time. I'm in all times. Oh, you beyond, beyond time and, like stationary like land what that feels like under, your, fucking, under your knees you're matthew mcconaughey it's, and whatever that alien movie was that i've already it, forgotten the, the it's title. whoa shit it's also not a joke that after you've been on a big cruise ship for a week and then you come home uh your house feels like it's moving sometimes <laughs> that's especially noticeable like it's important to stay mo- moving a- around because it becomes much more noticeable when you, uh, let's say, sit stationary uh, and stare at a screen and a microphone for an so, hour. Ju- Justin, is this something we are going to be getting, let's say, uh, recurring updates on throughout the course of recording this episode? I, I don't feel like they'll be especially funny, um, mm. so I'll try to keep them to a minimum. But if like if I stop mid-sentence, it's because my uh, computer is falling through my desk and the wall is turning <laughs> upside down. Can you, I, this, is, this is not fun though. I want to hear about this sort of new oceanic mastery that you have fucking now that you, now that you went down Periscope for a while and you got out there on that big, big blue, beautiful boy that we call the ocean. And like what you <laughs> yeah. learned out there, just sort of some nautical secrets and just like some lessons that you learned they, from your new wife, I, the ocean. I will tell you this one nautical secret. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, myself and Max Temkin of Cards Against Humanity learned this this week. If you start asking about the brig a lot, 
Mm-hmm. They are going to you are going to start getting some huffiness. I we just want to see where the brig was because there's a brig, yeah, for sure, right? Like there's got to be a brig. Yeah, that's there's where a jail, the, there's a boat jail, and I just want to see the boat jail once. And that, oh God, yeah, yeah, gotta Justin, be. How many Jimmy Buffett songs oh. are there about boat jail? <laughs> there's no boat jail songs, which is boat amazing. Boat jail, boys in the band go to boat jail. All of my boys did some sea crime. Now they're in lockup. That's that one. Justin, you with There's us? That one. I'm here. I had another one. I had a big good boy. Is good Swifty boy. Jamie, <laughs> did you get to steer at all? Uh, they sell captain's hat. <laughs> they sell captain's hats in the gift shop. All right. I have to talk about the gift shop. Listen, I'm going to talk about the gift shop. For one, this gift shop sh- sold a lot of watches and crystals. And there were signs. Crystals, because huh? It, because all us nerds were on the cruise, there were signs like, be like the doctor and control space and time and buy one of these watches. Oh. And it almost well, worked. And then they start, that's not how it works. Then they start showing not, If Dr. I Who. buy a stethoscope and a thermometer, I'm not controlling medicine. You're right. And then they start showing Doctor Who in the gift shop, which is pretty good. <laughs> that's good stuff. I'll kick it in there. Donna, we've got we've got to go back in time. Let me touch me magic watch. Zoop zoop zoop. It's 1884. Thanks, magic watch. Yo, welcome, doctor. Beepo beepo. This is my magic watch. Beepo. The the another thing I have to mention about the gift shop is that it was showing Doctor Who 24 hours a day, and there are people who worked there that were just like, I guess, just on a binge, man, just like trucking yeah. their way through the tenant years. Um, I had obviously I had diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I obviously had diarrhea. And at one point, um, <laughs> the old had the old uh, hem- hemorrhoids. I had hemorrhoids pretty bad, started flaring up pretty bad. All right. Uh, and I kicked it on down to the gift shop. This gift shop will sell you a tray of delicious imported rum flavored uh chocolate turtles with sea salt on them for ten dollars in a box okay and for the world's smallest tube of preparation h it costs seventeen dollars and 95 right. J-Dog, but you gotta they know understand their market yeah they, they literally the market they have you over an ocean-sized barrel what are you going yeah. to do get fucking medevaced for your, yeah. butthole, that barrel, for your butthole that barrel is comically labeled <laughs> Uh, diarrhea like in an old political cartoon <laughs> yeah and they do have a a medical center so i could have kicked it oh um <laughs> here we go i could have kicked, kicked it down there and just been like you know <laughs> look at me you, <laughs> you know, know what's, what's up, up. i think you they should I just mean. like you walk in the door and they shoot you in the mouth with a pepto gun <laughs> they just know and you just walk in and there's just like a mouth level tray with Pepto on it that you can just sort of consume and be out at the door in three seconds. You should just walk into your hotel room and uh, in your like stateroom and there's a, like a towel folded like a monkey and it's holding a tube of preparation H for you. <laughs> How did you know about the towels folded like monkeys? Because I thing? know things. Man. I actually know. I actually know it from uh, uh, John Hodgman's. I think it's. More information than you require, or it might be uh, that is all. He talks about going on a cruise and about the mm. different uh, animal shapes and what they mean. Also suffers. Left by the- ne- I, I never knew that Mr. Hodgman also suffered from that that very <laughs> bad butt affliction. He does not um, talk about Preparation H. He actually- uh, No, because he has more fucking decorum than the three of us, like, 
orangutans just like well, shouting about what shit I was going to say episode. before Griffin interrupted me was that the H stands for Hodgman. Oh, and I see. he is the inventor of Preparation H, but I didn't get there. The problem with me going on a cruise and not getting to record this show for a week is that I have so much to talk about and I didn't get to last week. So I'm I'm sorry that we have like a bunch of mm, Do you know a bunch of problem? different intros that uh, but I have other things I need to cover if you guys can just hang with me. Yeah, sure, hit There's it. Two two more big bullet points. <laughs> the first came yesterday when I was going back through security to get on uh to the plane in San Diego and as I was about to go through the backscatter machine is that what it's called? What it's yeah, called. sure. Anyway, I was about to go through the backscatter machine, and you know they got the metal detector next to it if you don't want to do the backscatter thing. Um, as I was about to go through the backscatter machine, uh, I see a security guard point at the person behind me. He looks at her and says, You got any metal in your body? <laughs> All right. And she's like, What? <laughs> so, do you have any metal in your body? <laughs> and it becomes clear fairly quickly that English is not this woman's first language and English is my first language. And even I was a little bit like challenged. Excuse by, me. Yeah. What can you just say what I want you to hey. say with my heart, which is, are you a cyber grandma? <laughs> Could you tell me if you are part cyborg, uh, part, part robot, part woman, all grandma, all cyborg, you grandma Logan, uh, you grandma Logan, this has nothing to do with my job. I just, it's a, fa- it's a fascination of mine, and I, you look like you might have some cyber uh, components. Do you have cyber components? Are you enhanced with cyber components? Um, here's are, you mach- are you more machine than human at this point? All right, go on through. This is really the main thing I wanted to talk about. Yesterday, I was driving back and was watching Trolls uh, on the, 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 in the car. Yeah. And uh, Riley, my sister-in-law, told me, um, I learned something by watching the credits of this movie. Um, did you know that all the, pretty much all the people who have, like, one line in this movie are all well-known YouTubers? Oh, fuck me. And they did that because, you know, so it's, like, kind of a cool marketing. It's a smart marketing. Yeah, really right? cool. Get, so then, as I'm driving, I, like... Things don't come to me this hard, but it was like, I finally understood the secret. You know what I mean? Like I finally got visual after joking about it for a long time. I finally understood the power of visualization because I could, I could see the path to the thing I'm about to say so clearly. Okay. In April, 2020, the three of us are going to be in Trolls 2. Okay. (gasps) Okay. This is what I'm saying now. All it's right. March 2017. So we do really want to put we out there that three years. I'm putting out yeah. into the universe that the three of us will be in. I don't even want. I want to say R, but I feel like that is actually not visualization. It's just tense confusion. So I'm going to say will be in April 2020. And this is a, a sort of narrow casting for a second to our agent, Joel. Uh, Joel. <laughs> Trolls 2. April 2020. I don't care if we, it's of one, it's all three of us or nothing. Two, I don't care if it's one word said simultaneously. Yeah, we all sound the same. No one will notice. Yeah, we're in trolls too, Joel. The the main troll, Bimpo, Bimpo turns to their friend Charlotte and says, Who are those clowns? and turns to us three 
and we're all we all are trolls of different shapes and sizes and we're just like bazinga yep while my brothers are having a great time with their ignorance of the trolls franchise i will also come in and do like some story punch yeah i'm sorry i've seen seen that movie quite a few fucking times uh and i will just not to say the first one needed punch up uh although there was some thematic elements that i felt like could have been clarified Uh, okay um like the parallels to drug addiction were like there but i felt like weren't pronounced enough yeah could have been a little bit hit a little bit harder so i'm happy to do that work for you but we will be in Trolls 2 in April 2020, all three McElroy brothers. Add it to IMDb if you want, but we will be in Trolls 2 in April 2020. Give me Jeffrey Katz on the phone. Give me whoever I need to talk to. J- uh, Justin Timms, uh, Anna Kinkin, Kinkin um, whoever. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna be in Trolls too. I'm excited, man. I'm I'm psyched. I'm psyched out of my mind. I wish maybe we hadn't talked so much Bro. gay about um. You know. Oh, are you gone again? We didn't talk any yay about it. We pretended to be excited about it. And now, after I've Wait, seen it you 30 were times, pretending? I'm, I'm really excited about it. It was okay. real to me, damn it. Let's get to, can we do questions? Can I tell, okay, as, as long as we're saying that things that happened in the last two weeks, oh, because Jesus. we, no, because we missed an episode, we have 1,500 new emails. Good Lord, everybody. Okay. And so, I was able to kind of build a bit of a theme for this episode. Oh, that's oh, very, hell yeah. That's yeah. very exciting. Um, okay, yeah, I'm reading some of the questions now and I can kind of Okay, this is fun, Trav, what you've made for us. Let's uh let's get started. When I was out buying sp- <laughs> read the fucking the do it. Thing. Yes. Hey, listen, I'm trying to just hang in there, okay? <laughs> Justin's trying to read this from the sunken place. He's having okay. a hard time. I'm back. Justin, I'm back from the upside Justin's down, everyone. Um, Justin's in the sunless sea. <laughs> When I was out buying special edition ketchup Doritos, a guy in the convenience store stopped me, told me I was beautiful, and told me he couldn't let me go without giving me something. He hands me a piece of paper, and I think he's giving me his number. It's a coupon for a Whopper. (laughs) It's a coupon for a Whopper. Do you know what this means? Is this how kids flirt? That's from Confused Canuck. (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot here, huh? There's a lot to sort there's of unpack. There's, unpack. A, there's a lot of runes and uh, glyphs that we need yeah. to sort of decipher, I think. Yeah. Um, need a codex. <laughs> need a codex one. for this. Uh, um, yeah, so you're going to get the ketchup Doritos. And like at this point, you're lucky that we continue to read the remainder of the question. Right. Um, Is that a Canadian exclusive? I haven't seen this on shelves. There's a lot of, uh, probably. Although ketchup's not really there forte like their sort of specialty is like gravy and cheese on fries yeah but that's what makes it that's what what makes it exotic exactly right um i don't think i don't think they are it's imported from canada interesting i don't i don't think you can call i mean it's not imported from canada if you're in canada sure i don't think you can call them the ketchup doritos special edition i think it's just edition I don't think Is there's it? anything especially special about ketchup flavored Doritos. I do. I my favorite part about this whole question is imagining that this convenience store worker needed this Whopper coupon. Like this was going to be this was what his whole plan for lunch was like. I've been mm. saving this coupon. And I'm going to I'm going to treat myself to a free Whopper because the most yeah. delicious Whopper is a free Whopper. I see. But, but then. It- this is like when when Christ went to the temple and somebody was like, here's a buck. I have a million bucks, but here's one. And then the other person was like, I only have one buck, but here's my one buck. And it was like, 
that's 100% of your bucks. So this is 100% of the Whopper coupons this person had, and they were very excited about it. And so this gift was such a huge sacrifice that it it means a lot to them. And this is serendipity, too, because his number is written on the coupon. But what you need to do is take that coupon, get that Whopper, and then if that coupon comes back to you. There it is, serendipity, too. I can officially declare that coupons are basically a curse. Oh. If you hand someone a coupon, you've basically cursed them. Because what the, what this means is like now you have to – I just using this as an example, but the, it applies to all coupons. Here's a coupon. Now you have to go to this place and buy something you weren't planning on or feel like you were throwing away money. And one of those two things has to happen. The only way to free yourself from a coupon – is after it expires, you can be like, ah, the money disappeared. Now I can throw this away in with a clean conscience. But un- until then, it's uh, it's a curse. It, coupons are basically a curse. If Why coupons are a, if coupons are a curse, then the Bed Bath and Beyond near my house is low key the Baba Yaga. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the coupons well, expired. It's not, but it says it never. <laughs> <laughs> Free me from this curse, please. Because it looks like money. It looks like fun mm. burger money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got like yeah. the the big like free and the, the big in big letters, and you feel, it's like get a free sandwich or whatever. And you feel like you're throwing away money when you throw away a coupon. Because like, man, I could have used that for a free sandwich. But in order to redeem it, you have to go through so many hoops, and, and nobody remembers. How many times picture, the, the worst picture. part of the coupon experience is when you go to Burger King and you forget. And then yeah. as you're opening your oh. wallet to put your receipt in because you save all your Burger King receipts because you're nasty. For taxes. You, <laughs> you see in there the Burger King coupon. You're like, oh, no. Shit. Not like this. What? this all I can picture, too, is that walk up to the counter. I would like one Whopper, please. Would you like the comp? No. Just the burger. All right. That'll be like a dollar, I guess. No, it will not. Well, not today. <laughs> Take this um, piece of garbage and give me that burger. I have a I have a Yahoo transition that's really good here. That's going to stay on theme, Travis. I'm very oh, excited. For it. Uh, it was sent in by Amelia Burger. <gasps> the question's not about food, but um, oh. it's asked by PP Slap, and this is actually Yahoo Answers <laughs> now. Which okay, no. yes. Um, it's it's Yahoo Answers now, which I'm still unsure what the distinction is between Yahoo Answers and Yahoo Answers now, which is like, how's your branding? Because I use this motherfucker every single week of my life. Uh, but anyway, this Yahoo Answers now from PP I like Slap. that. I like that too because it's like Yahoo Answers now. Don't no, don't think about it. You're thinking too much. That's been the problem with Yahoo yeah. Answers is people contemplating too long. Just shoot from the hip. This is a Rorschach test. Uh, PP Slap asks in card it's games. It's an app. It's a mobile app. Oh, okay. I see. That's your answer. For when slap. you really need Yahoo answers. How many? How many times am I going to say PP Slap? Because we keep getting it. <laughs> Let's find out. PP Slap asks. How do you tell someone they are bad at Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> no additional details, but this is great. It's a really like. Here's the thing, Jeremy. You've spent $3,000 on these cool cards, (laughs) but you just can't seem to beat anybody at the game, and you need to stop. This is the sunk cost fallacy. You're hoping you're going to get the card or cards you need to put a winning Yu-Gi-Oh game together, and my friend, if it hasn't happened yet, I just don't believe it's going to happen. Listen, kids, you just don't have the spark. 
You don't you have I mean? the spark. Yugi you had the spark. You, you don't, don't have what it takes it. to go pro. You just don't have it. It and being, that's okay. It, and that's it, a- yeah, if you don't have the blue eyes white dragon, it's the only Yu-Gi-Oh shit I know. And I'm going <laughs> to reference it about 10 more times. Here's the thing. Here's what they don't tell you in Yu-Gi-Oh school. It's okay to not go pro. Not everyone's going to go pro. Yeah. You can have another job and just do Yu-Gi-Oh for fun. Do it on the amateur level just because you love it. You know what I mean? You don't have to like commit. You don't have to say like, no, I'm I'm gonna quit the accounting firm and just Yu-Gi-Oh full time. Now you know I will I mean? say in the Yu-Gi-Oh anime, I'm pretty sure the protagonist had to win certain games or else his grandpa would die. And in those in those games, it was actually actually very important that he do well in the game. And like winning isn't everything unless your grandpa's soul is on the line. In yeah. which case I do actually think you need to pull out a, a W on this one, Mr. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> do you think that that's what everybody in the Yu-Gi-Oh universe was playing for? Like your your grandfather too? Yeah, my girl. Your grandfather? Did they just did they take all of our grandpas? Is somebody um, just holding all of our grandpas hostage? I feel like the person who wrote this question is is on the wrong end of a pretty bad grift. And it's a hustle. And oh. what I think is that their friend has been following their Yahoo Answers account waiting for this exact moment. Okay. There's a, there's a very different version of this where, like, we see over the shoulder the friend type, like, how do I tell my friend these? Not? And then the friend, like, turns around because he's been watching the whole time. And he's like, finally, the trap is set. Finally, it's time to spring it on him. And then the next time they play, he's like, listen, you're – I know you've been thinking and asking on Yahoo Answers a lot lately about how I should get out of the game. Mm. And I feel like maybe if you beat me this time, yes. I'll stop playing. And just to make it like even sillier, <laughs> if I beat you, you give me <laughs> your, grandpa's, your grandpa's soul. <laughs> give me your grandpa's soul. Like, I get your grandpa. No big deal. Because like, he's <laughs> like, I'm so bad, right? And uh, it's like, all right, Jeremy, time to put you out of your misery. And he's like, blue eyes, white dragon. Blow. And you lose, I guess. I mean, I didn't watch that much of the show, but I'm pretty sure there's one card called Blue Eyes White Dragon. That's just the best card. Blue Eyes White Dragon can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Man, that joke requires you to understand so many different pieces of, of media. Yeah. That actually, this actually might be the only podcast in which that joke lands. <laughs> It Fuck. also had the trademark McRoy so excited to get to make the joke tone of voice that always makes me so happy. Yeah, this is, this would be like Saturday morning JCC tables. Um, <laughs> and it's just like you go and you play in some low-level Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, but Coach Eric Taylor is there. And Tammy's there, too. Maybe in this one, Tammy's like the fucking... Co- Coach, <sighs> Coach Eric Taylor can handle all the football stuff. Tammy's at the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh table, like bringing the... <laughs> She needs to blow off some steam because Julie's putting her through the fucking ringer again for no reason at all. She's just trying to do her best as a mom living here in this small Texas town. Oh so she needs, she goes to the JCC and blows off some steam at the fucking tables and just like drops that blue eyes white dragon. This is Can actually you a just fact. like imagine like Coach Taylor's like enjoying a nice meal at Applebee's and he like turns behind him and says, Hey, saw you boys playing Yu Gi Oh! You got something raw I can mold. <laughs> Come join my team. In Friday Night Lights, anytime you do not see a character on screen, yes. they are playing Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> you know Landry's in it. You know Landry's deep in that shit. How did how did he keep his sanity when he was in the hospital? Yeah, you guessed it. Yeah. He was playing Yu-Gi-Oh the entire time. 
with himself honing like a chess master. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't think we need to tell them how to tell them they're bad at Yu-Gi-Oh. Just, I think just someone just tell them. Just tell them yourself. I found out this evening that my little sister eats soup with a fork. She eats all the vegetables and meat and just leaves the broth. Okay. What should I do? That's from Sad Soup Sibling. Fine, let's get into it. Yeah, you're just treating this soup like a sort of shabu-shabu pot, where it's just like, you no, you don't drink the broth. The broth is what cooks the stuff. No, the broth is where the money is. Yeah. It feels, you gotta, like, if you're, if, it feels like if you're doing this, you don't understand. Like, you, you, oh, somebody spilled liquid on this meat and vegetables. Yeah, again. what do you do when you get a fucking nice, like, tomato basil soup? And you, like, sit, somebody sets it down in front of you. And you're like, somebody already finished this soup because there's nothing in it. When you guys make a soup at home, uh, do you get really paranoid and very particular when you're ladling your soup out in your bowl to make sure to leave the future iteration for yourself a very good uh, stuffings to soup ratio? I mm. try oh, yeah. to be very careful about that. You I don't do much. Balance. I don't do much self souping, to be honest. It's usually it's something that other people prepare for me. I don't. Yeah, do I don't have that kind of budget. Uh, <laughs> you don't have your own saucier. My problem is that I will. Uh, I always overbit the soup. There's not enough broth. Too many bits. And what you end up with is like a suggestion of broth in a yeah. pile of bits. If that's not soup, that's just a hot pile. Yeah. Then you just have I a would pile prefer with that some though. Sauce. Like I, I would always prefer. Like I dump out the broth with my ramen. Like I don't, oh, I, I, I want it to, before no. I add the seasoning packet. So it's like highly concentrated, just the nudes, ma'am. And I, nude, <laughs> not nudes. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough one, Juice. <laughs> yeah, let me try again. Like noodles, not yeah. nudes. No, I know. Noodles. Like, but the way you said it, it was, came out weird. really stinked. It was, got into a dragnet thing. That's not a point of reference for me that I'm really sorry about. <laughs> but like, I like the chunkins. Like, I don't really yeah. want the, need the broth. I, I brought my own drink, thanks. I'm just going to enjoy. I'm actually kind of into this. The only problem I have with the fork is I think it would be hard bite composition mm -hmm. to get the right bite composition. Like, a spoon is much better for that, I think. A, a slotted it, spoon would be perfect, it sounds like, for a your sort of bad spoon. A slotted spoon would yeah. be so choice. Um, those? I'm just. I first of all, I want to say I'm very disappointed in you for not eating your ramen in the Japanese style. Because um, hey, Griff, do you want to be rich? Yeah, sure. Can you make some small slotted spoons and trademark that? Because I think that's a very good idea. Wait, you're talking you just for, you like you just for, said it. Yeah. That's a TM, right? That's a TM. I guess TM. I think we, you could have something there. Um, I but, but I don't want to have invented this because I th it kind of goes against everything I'm against, which is just like I think broth is very very good, and you drink it on a cold day, and your your lungs oh, feel yeah. good. Oh, are you gone? Yeah, no, it's good. I'm thinking. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, good. You were you were good. you were having a, a good broth memory. I thought you were going to the deep place. <laughs> no, 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 I haven't. I, I think it's start. Oh, there you go. Starting to wear off. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I'm getting there. I enough coffee and stuff. Um. I I'm afraid it'll go too far the other way, Justin, and you'll just be like super present all of a sudden. You'll be operating like lawnmower man esque levels of yeah. understanding. You're gonna be like fucking Superman, powered by our yellow sun, without the that that Krypton gravity or whatever. Um, I I feel like this for me. Part of it also depends on the broth. If it's a tomatoey soup, I don't normally go in for like drinking that, like a chickeny kind of broth. I I definitely could just drink that straight. Okay, I'm glad cool. we fucking settled that. I was really nice. worried, actually. 
so now so now it's made perfectly clear. Well, this is why you always have to do a brothy soup and like a, a crunchy grilled cheese sandwich. So you can do the dip my shit. You the eat dip-ums. out the chunkums and then you eat the dipums. Um, hi, I, can I do a Yahoo? Yeah. Love soup. Love soup. Ah, oh, top notch. Soup. Well, now this it's is some super. revisionist history. You can't say that you don't eat the fucking broth and then say you love soup. That's like saying I love pizza, but I scrape all the shit off the crust and I just eat no, like a little it's cheese, like, cheese it's like, No, it's like low pressure regular food. It's like, hey, listen, I know what a bummer it is to try to figure out like what you're going to eat or how much you're going to eat or like how to get good proportions of bites or whatever. So we just dumped it in a, all in a vat for you. We're yes. just serving it up straight. Soup right. is food sweatpants. Um, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This Yahoo was sent in by Irham Wisesa. Thank you, Irham. You're crushing it. It's from Yahoo Answers user. Sorry, something's gone wrong. I'm gonna call him. Um. Oh God, it just got fucking deleted. I refreshed it. What the fuck? I just fucking refreshed the page and it got deleted. Why did it get deleted? It was totally innocuous. Well, now I gotta go to the fucking Internet Archive and pull up this fucking deep web <laughs> illegal question. <laughs> This was Too not this TV. was not that fucking bad of a question. All right, pull that up. Let me grab the fucking cache. What the fuck though, seriously? And the cache isn't loading. So this one I lost it, guys. It it just <laughs> it just gone. So what? Do you remember kind of what it was about? F5, give me the fucking <laughs> text only version. View source. Why is it gone? All right, I, the internet I'm literally looking at the fucking metadata. I'm looking at the fucking like meta name equals title content. The, and all right, not this one. The the data is not in the bucket. Is prod static true? Sorry guys, I got to get into the fucking like hacker code. <laughs> this is garbage from a toilet. This fucking sucks. All right, here we go. Uh, it was asked by Yahoo Answers user f- fucking swordfish. Uh, asks shoes off at the door a growing trend I am fairly new to having a rule in our home that everyone takes off their shoes Uh, recently I've been noticing that more and more people seem to be adopting the same practice in their home I'm curious if anyone else is seeing this trend Uh, what do you do in your home are shoes allowed what about your guests now that we have the rule in our home I really like it what is common in your area so another smooth transition we're talking about doing things in the Japanese style I think I could get into this. I don't enforce this in my home at all, and now I'm worried about sort of the uh, grubbiness of our of our floors, and yeah, whether Griffin. or whether people are showing disrespect to me in my sort of my zone. Griffey, normally yeah. in the Yahoo Answers portion here, it's stuff like I put pizza crust in my butt or Garfield had Pam butt. Yeah, no, but I think this is more interesting to talk about of whether we should start all sort of enforcing a shoes off policy because I'm I on any walk from point A to point B and what no matter where you live, both rural and urban environments have their own sort of danger things. In an urban environment, you might step in like a, an old pile of soup that somebody just like dumped on the ground but in a rural environment you might actually step in a cow patty and then i don't necessarily want you bringing the story of your walk into my home and sharing it with my floor you know what i mean now that i'm thinking about this and i'm not like a i don't think i'm particularly germaphobic at all it's just like you could bring anything from your from your your journey into my place, and I'm walking on the floor in my bare feet because it's my zone. It's my it's my little kingdom, and you know what I mean. Am I the only one here? I feel like whenever someone um, 
I never feel like it's an imposition when people ask me to remove my shoes because I always feel like, oh, thank God. Like, finally, I can get comfortable and really explore the space, right? Yeah. Um, the, so I would always I, prefer to take them off. I, that's why I like, you know, you walk into a place, you know, just anybody's house, and they say, you know, take your shoes off, and they hand you a set of pajamas to change into. Okay, so you, lo- you went a little bit much there. Yeah. No, and then, like, you all just, they've spread pillows on the floor, and everyone just takes a nap, because this is apparently, we're all children now, and we can't, oh, like, I wear see. our fucking shoes indoors. No, I'm just kidding. This sounds great, because I always wear funny socks, and okay, I never so, get but to show them off. did me hmm? jokes then. <laughs> It's like having a fourth brother. Just well, all the perspective. It's like you walk, you walk into the house and you fucking take your shoes off and they make you climb up a big tube and jump into a ball pit because it's apparently all big McDonald's land play place. That was you just a minute ago. Well, but see, you know this is true. Well, here's what I did, Griffin. Um, I started to zig, right? And then what I did was I zagged because, and I'll, I'll go behind the zag here for a second, I realized that my funny joke might end up sounding mean towards cultures where taking shoes off is the norm. Oh, and so I, see. I zagged right out of it you and see, made it a thing where I am actually on board with it. Sort of a corrective zag. Mm-hmm. This has mm-hmm. been inside the zag. Uh, here's what I like about this. I'm Peter Graves. <laughs> Welcome to Inside the Zag. I like a lot about this. I think it's clean and good and respectful. I'm not going to bring mm. my shoes journey's story all over your home where your baby is like definitely like licking the floor 24 sev you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but also this also introduces the concept of toilet slippers which i'm which can mm. be very very exciting because you do need to put those on when you go into that room because who knows i think we can all agree like no matter what anything goes in the bathroom so you put these special shoes on and then people come out, and it's like a conversation starter. I I enjoyed wearing those to- those toilet slippers that you had in there. They were fun and they were flirty and fashionable. Um. Yeah, I I'm I'm you convinced him. Why to take yeah. my shoes off okay. in the house? Now on. now I think to really drive this home. By the way, why the fuck did this get deleted? Who at Yahoo? Who? This is actually the most innocuous question we've ever had on this TV show. I, I know our, our podcast. Sorry, what? Is Yahoo owned by is Yahoo owned by Big Nike, by Big Adidas, <laughs> by Big Carpet Wizards? Every all day, I dream about answering Yahoo Answers. <laughs> <laughs> that got him. Nice. It, it, it's just like I think this is dope, and I think I'm gonna actually invest in a little cubby. I'm gonna invest in a shoe cubby, and when Ooh. my friends come over, I can have I can have little nameplates for my friends. Hi, Justin. Should, Hi, Bristol. This is your special cubbies. Put your shoes in the hole. You should take it one step further, Griffin. Okay. Special cubbies for shoes. Yeah. And special, like, silly socks with the non-skid slip on the bottom. Those will right? be an option, sure. So that way it's like they can, because that's the thing. I have hardwood floors. I don't want to brag. But I'm worried, oh, like, damn. people, sometimes they have, like, some sort of composite, up. like, some sort of... Composite no, or the, real no, genuine? These are old, but I, I also rent. So listen, it's it's you know I'm not it's not a brag because it's not my house, but it's, it's it's an old house, okay. But I'm worried about people's dress socks on the hardwood floor, so I want to give mm. them something where it's like, hey, they look like monster feet. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, I think that defeats the purpose a little bit, but okay, I'm with you, kind of, but not really. Like, like indoor shoes. Okay, I so slippers. Yeah, it's what you've just described. You a, you've just no, I, no, I'm sorry. Guys, I don't want them to slip around. I want to <laughs> give them surer footing. Stickers, then. Stickers. Sticky, hey, sticky, fall. sticky indoor shoes. 
hey, everybody, get in, get inside, get aboard. Where are we're we going? sailing, we're sailing away from this uh, commerce-free wasteland. I'm taking you to a sweet little island that I know about. Um, it used to be called Bally High, and now I've renamed it the Money Zone. Someone who can talk should probably sell them. All right. Good things. Um, I'll do this first one because this first one is a good friend of mine named Harry, uh, or specifically Harry's. Uh, what Harry's does is they, they send you razors, and the razors are very, very good, and they're very, very affordable, and they're going to give you a close, comfortable shave. They get, uh, you're, you're talking about five German engineered blades, talking about a lubricating strip, got a flex hinge there for a comfortable glide. Uh, it's really, it's a really good blade. I use mine pretty much exclusively now to shave my face. Um, and I get, I feel like I get a nice shave every time. Uh, and it was started by just two, two guys, Jeff and Andy, who were fed up with being overcharged for razors. So they cut out the, the, the middleman and now they just sell their own high quality razors online and ship them directly to you for half the price of the leading, leading brand. Um, and they are so confident they want you to try their most popular trial set for free. Comes with a free razor handle of their, of your choice, five blade cartridge and shaving gel. And uh, it's free when you sign up. You just pay a little fee for shipping, and and you get these get these good blades. So to redeem your free trial offer, go to harrys.com slash my brother right now. That's harrys.com slash my brother. Go get that skin. So soft, so smooth. I would mm. like to tell you guys about my underpants. All right. Mm. They're great. <laughs> They're wonderful. I'm wearing them right now. They are endowing me with the confidence to talk about me undies. Uh, here's the thing. We've talked about MeUndies so many times on the show, but maybe this is your first episode. Maybe you are just now getting into our show on episode 345. Um, Gotta start somewhere. Don't start at one. Start here. Work backwards. MeUndies is an amazing brand. I mean, like, a concept. It's Fam- family most- member at this point. Fa- at this point, they are. Their underpants are amazing. They're softer than soft. Um, they they not only have underpants for everybody, they also have sleep pants, t-shirts. It's it's incredible. Different styles, cool patterns. It's great. Um, and it's the first thing you put on, and it's the last thing you take off. And you're gonna it gives. Uh, this is not a joke. It is not an exaggeration. When I put on a pair of me undies, like fresh out of the shower, me undies, it feels like yes, I'm ready. It Time feels like day. yes. It feels like yes. It does. It feels like I'm agreeing to do something with myself that day. Um, and if you're not ready for a subscription, that's totally cool. Uh, you can still save. Um, that's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash brother, and you'll get 20% off your first pair. So go try it. You deserve it. MeUndies.com slash brother. Um, I got a personal message here for Chambers and Dagley, and it's My from favorite TNT show, and it's from Chris. <laughs> Nobody has a favorite TNT show, so stop it. <laughs> Mark uh, Paul Gosler and <laughs> Mark Paul, Paul Gosler. Are. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, Chris says to Chambers, one's and- a lawyer. The uh, other is a other? lawyer. Oh. They practice law <laughs> in a court. But a different kind. Well, it's the same branch it's the of same law. the same kind of law. They're but part, like, they, one's a they little bit wackier. Well. 
<laughs> it's not just a wacky. little bit. It's just a little no, bit. No, absolutely not. They're just regular lawyers, and they're both <laughs> lawyers, and they're good at their jobs, and they do their best. But they're not exceptional like House. They're just regular, yeah, regular and they're, law guys. They're looking for love, and the big. They're not looking for love. What are they? <laughs> what are they doing? They're are they single? Married. Are they single dads? No, they're not. Sing- no. I'm just hearing they're not single dads at all. <laughs> they're not single Lions. dads at all. There's no kids, and what are they doing? They're going. They're going to okay. So Dagley's going to the grocery store in this episode. Everybody, this is Dagley. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have a case this week. There's not okay. All right. So every guess, week it's a new case. Well, not always. Not always. Actually, yeah. time sometimes off. there's paperwork from this one to do. And this one, should just change their their slogan to TNT. We know. We know. Come on. <laughs> we have a show in which one episode a character just goes to Trader Joe's, and it's a whole episode uncut. Uncut Trader Joe's visit. Um, okay, and he so, ends up not getting anything. No, he, he doesn't. They didn't he have what inside. he needed. He left his wallet at home. <laughs> That's a good episode. That's a good episode. That's good. drama. TNT, we know drama. We have characters. We know drama. Okay, so we this know me- drama. We've oh, met him. Boy, got to get this message out. Um, this is from Chris to Chambers and Dagley. And Chris says, Happy Blorf Day to my two Mabim Bam buddies. I miss the most. I wish we didn't live about as far as three people can in the U.S., but I'm glad we can still get together online to slowly deconstruct the English language into a series of unrecognizable sounds. Uh, hope you both have great B-days, and we get to play a bunch of Blabio glams soon and often. There's a lot of challenging sort of goof-em-ups on words in this one. Um, yeah. And uh, this we got, the, we got the time frame pretty much right on this one. So happy Blorf Day, Chambers and Dagley, and... Sorry we talked more about a fictional TNT show uh, than we did about you, but um, uh, kind I have of a message part of the for course. P- probably, yeah. You knew, you knew the job was dangerous when you took it. I got a message for PV, and it's from Apple Alligator, and it says, Happy birthday and congratulations on finishing your thesis. I'm so proud of you. I love you and cannot wait to get some Jolly Pirate again. Oh, damn. Uh, Jolly Pirate Donuts and Gyros now? Sometimes what? Yeah, going there. Yep, it even added it to the sign. It's JP. It's the JP Deli. Oh no! Featuring JP Deli starring donuts, <laughs> and also, uh, I mean Euros. the the family that runs that place like already kicked donuts ass, right? And so like when they they needed a new challenge, I guess. Yeah, they've conquered donuts. They put them in a treasure chest, which makes them more appetizing and humanly possible. Yeah. Um, Jesus, guys, uh, it's it's one oh nine p.m. right where I am, and I have not eaten lunch yet. And did, we cannot talk more about donuts, or else I may actually. It's two oh nine p.m. here, and it feels like ten, and I'm dying. Okay, the Max Fun Drive is coming up. Okay, it's hey awesome. everybody, it's just a Mac. There, here. that's the how Max we start. Fun that's drive. how we start talking about the Max Fun Drive with a little pep. Our staff. Can you just let me fucking get through the sentence? The Max Fun Drive is coming up, so fucking get ready, brace your ass, because it's gonna kick your ass right down your teeth. And what? it's going to be really good. And it's the best shows of the year. And all the shows are going to be fucking rock out and rock hard. And you're going to love every episode <laughs> of everyone. These so beach bodies are ready. <laughs> come crave the sweaty crevices of these hard abs. Oh, my God. In the podcast abs. Jesus. coming. <laughs> the Max Fun Drive doesn't have vertigo, but I do. And now it's time to listen to it next week. Catch it. Um, so it, kick, it kicks off on the 20th and it runs for two weeks and we love you all so much because you all come out for us every year and we appreciate it. And so like rock hard, it, rock hard. It's very rock hard. And if you're a new listener and you like our, our stuff and you want to help support us, this is the, this is the best time to do it. And you get With great like, gifts if yeah. you do so. And we'll have bonus episodes for literally 
every show that we make um like and, and bonus episodes through through the past to the like past all, too so the, yeah the whole if you're a new Mbim Bam listener and you get on board as a as a donating member there will be fucking hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of content waiting for you for our show and all the other shows um i'm very partial to the um adventure zone bonus episodes we've done that have been really really fun so uh yeah it starts the 20th runs for two weeks we'll do some really good episodes for you and have some bonus shit and um tell you how to support us and um get some cool gifts for being a, a donor and thank you all so much for for how much you've supported us in the past because you've you've allowed us to do some really really fun stuff so thank you all so much I have a problem. Last time we recorded, it was two weeks ago, or three? No. Who two? knows? Yes. It was before I, you left the Earth before and I left. moved to Mother Sea. Before you got on nautical yeah. time, where you measure time in clicks. Um, I created a great recurring bit where I basically just got an opportunity to talk about Guy Fieri and see what's going on with him. Yeah. And I can't remember what I called it. At first, I thought it was Fieri Walk With Me, but that was just something... <laughs> hilarious that i said a long time ago in a different yeah. life before the sea mother took me and then i thought it was guy in the sky but that doesn't make any sense no <laughs> i don't think that was it i'm looking it, i think the, it was guy i think it was guy focused guy focused no guy another day guy another day i think it was yes and then i have an important guy another day update although i kind of want to this is called guy another day slash fairy walk with me because i don't want to lose either one of those they're both very good okay um when i was still this is from a listener travis didn't credit them it's from anonymous it's evan g evan g while i was still in college they opened a guy fairy restaurant on campus in december of that year i think guy fairy uh, himself came to my college for a book signing. He wrote a on book? On a table... Be- what? He's sorry. He's published? Uh, on a table <laughs> behind the one guy was using to sign the book, there was a giant ice bucket with a single Heineken in it. At Guy's command, one woman would bring the ice bucket to his signing table. He would take a little sip from the Heineken and put it back into this ice bucket. The woman responsible for the bucket would then immediately move it back behind him and bring it back and forth whenever guy wanted to drink his one single Heineken. Um, this is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. I don't want to waste any Heine. Just one at a time, please. <laughs> so one thing I will say is, okay, I will say this. In in guy in Mr. Fanny's defense, sometimes when you go into situations like this. The setup of the situation is not of your own creation, but just happens to be whatever the person putting the thing together thought would be good. So you end up in situations that feel like weird. Like we had people when we were shooting our TV show that would just like run bottles of water up to us sometimes. And then we would say like, oh, we could have gotten our own water, but thank you very much for doing this. So you don't always like to, but we never demanded water. Um, until later on in, in yeah, the shooting, we got, we got really a little bit big more heads, yeah. really big heads. But like, maybe he didn't craft this. I will say, though, that had someone put us in this exact scenario, we probably would have said, this isn't a great look. I no. would prefer you did not with this. Um, I Sorry, on the subject of Guy Fieri being published, of course he has many cookbooks under his belt. And I'd like to read... Seven. Yeah, I'd like to read some of them because they include... Um, uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh, what's the full title? Diner, diners, drive-ins, and dives. An all-American road trip. 
with recipes, okay? More diners, drive-ins, and dives, a drop-top culinary cruise through America. That's fine. Uh, diners. Oh, sorry, Griffin. Sorry, Griffin. It's through America's finest and funkiest joints. You're right. Sorry, <laughs> Travis. It got cut off for me. Here's another one. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. The funky finds in Flavortown. America's classic joints and killer comfort food. Just a lot. Just a lot, sir. Um, and then sort of we start paring down just a little bit. Guy on fire. 130 recipes for adventures in outdoor cooking. That's a that's a good one. Um, and then we get uh, uh, Guy Fieri family food, 125 real deal recipes, kitchen tested, uh, home approved is, an, is a good one. And then we keep going down and down and down sort of the word slide to fun and food with Guy Fieri. And then uh, finally, we just sort of land on Guy Fieri food is the name of this book. Well, sorry, Griffin, subtitled cooking, <laughs> cooking it, living it, loving it. <laughs> Guy Fieri food. And then just the next one's just going to be like guy food. And then finally, (laughs) Gislop is the final one, the final entry. These are all available Uh, on Amazon. You can get the six books. And then the seventh is the book and DVD bundle. Um, And just a word of warning, uh, Guy Fieri food, cooking it, living it, loving it. Isn't a cookbook. I think it's a like a dark and gritty uh, detective novel. <laughs> Cook with it. himself as the detective, and I would read that so fucking hard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Um. I private, guy. private guy. Private guy. Private guy. Private guy. Excellent job. He's eating um, food. <laughs> a private dick would be just. Bad, <laughs> I guess. Uh, listen, listen. I don't know that. I shouldn't say these things. No, he has a very I, secret dick. I understand. I, 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 I've never seen Guy. Hey, raise your hands if you've seen Guy Fieri's dick. It's just, <laughs> I bet it's I'm a pretty small club. From scratch, it's the unauthorized history of the Food Network, and I'm just entered the guy, the dawn of Guy. And um, they said that uh, there's a whole section about how he was a little green when he started in that he didn't really know what a diner was. He thought it was like code for a hamburger restaurant because um, he didn't grow up around a lot of diners. And... Um, also, when he were filling one of the early episodes, uh, a chef referred to chicken soup as Jewish penicillin, and Guy Fieri just lost his fucking mind because he thought the chef made that joke up. Okay. So he was just like losing it at this uh, hilarious, hilarious joke. Um, so that's that's been a uh, guy in the sky slash Fieri walk with me slash uh, guy another day. All right, okay. Justin, do the next question. You got it, brother. So my friend, we'll call him Oswald, has been telling us for the last decade or so that he is horribly, deathly allergic to red meat and that his throat will close up and he will die if he consumes any. The other day, I walked into the room and he was chomping down on some chips and queso. The kind of... <laughs> it, I, I know this is a typo, which we don't normally highlight, but they, the question asker did type the kind of quest with beef in it. And I know they mean queso, but I prefer that. I like the, the kind thing, of quest when I dive in, in it. When I dive into a bowl of hot peppered cheese, it is kind of a quest for me. That is, sure. And the reward for that quest is going to be toilet time. <laughs> uh, I checked the container he got the queso in, and it told me it was, in fact, <laughs> true beef. Season three. <laughs> With Mark Paul Gosling and fucking Paul Giamatti. One's a cop. The other's a cop. <laughs> true They're beef. both by the book. This now, is... are we doing a True Blood thing or a True I thought we were doing a True Detective. Paul Giamatti's a vampire. Mark Paul Gosler is also a vampire, but very straight laced. 
Super cool. Um, he Okay, so in fact, he was eating true beef. He isn't dead, and it has me wondering, what the fuck is going on? And how would I go about confronting Oswald about this weird thing? That's from Beefing in Baltimore, a name that Travis made up. Everybody's got to get the drop on someone. Like everyone's, mm-hmm. everyone's get, it's, a, it's an exciting feeling, I know. When you, when, you, when you think in your mind that you have an opportunity to get the drop, it's so it's exciting, and I get that. But I don't know necessarily why you need to like put your put your buddy on 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 blast. I don't know why this is like oh boy, time to really put Oswald in his place. Here, okay, here's why. Just to give uh, the question asker a little a little bit of credit, this isn't like someone saying, "Oh, I'm I'm you know I'm gluten intolerant," and when you really press them about it, like. They they just don't want to eat bread or whatever, but they're just making that. Why would someone be like, "Yeah, red meat, it will kill me." Okay, if well, I eat, like, why would you say that if it weren't true? Maybe you live in so, a fairly small town, and your only two restaurant options are Sizzler and BW threes. And of course, this person wants to go to BW threes and get those good hot chicken wings. And so, this this is their thing. But that's just a lie. Okay. Well, maybe they're not allergic to ground beef, and I don't know. There's a lot of different. Uh, explanations for do you this, think so. once they grind it <laughs> sorry <laughs> they grind it and then it's no longer an allergen is that what you're suggesting <laughs> yeah it changes sort of the it lets out whatever you know um carbon dioxide is just sort of released when you grind up the meat and the carbon dioxide goes up into the atmosphere and makes the ozone layer i think this or something is a problem this is one of the problems with 20 grifteen we didn't really think through it, but a lot of people started grifts in 2015, but we didn't necessarily have an off-ramp no. for all those grifts. You know, some of you might, we, we told you the con was off, but like for many of you, the con may still will indeed be on, yeah. um, it and was, you just don't know how to get out of it. It, it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't like January 1st, 2016, people were like, should all the acquaintance be, I can eat red meat, by the way, got you, motherfucker, and <laughs> days of old lang syne. That would have been, by the way, you didn't need us to f- help you find that. That would have been amazing. That would have been really you good. you all should have done that. If you didn't do that, then it's on you. I would like to paint you a picture that makes this all make sense to me. It's so clear to me now. All of the elements have been uncovered, and I can see everything. I see how it all connects. What happened was someone who did not know Oswald's uh, uh, allergy bought him some of the most delicious queso they had ever had. And, and Oswald accepted it as a gift because uh, Oswald was too polite to say, are you trying to kill me? And there it sat in Oswald's, uh, you know, f- uh, fridge. And on the same day this queso was about to expire, Oswald realized their EpiPen was also about to expire. And they thought, well, okay, let's not let either go to waste. And so in one hand, chips, in left hand, EpiPen. Okay, so you get a good dunk and it's, it would probably be a pretty fucking good dunk, I think. Like if you need to if you need to fucking like if if after consuming it you have to also just pop in the the bezoar to like sort of nullify the meat poisons. It's probably like a pretty good bite of f- food, I bet. A lot of people have to, to a lot of people pay a lot of money to to go to like a restaurant that is certified to serve you fugu fish. And this is like this experience just for like a for a whopper, you know what I mean? <laughs> How much of the whopper would you eat would you risk eating before you put the apple? I would try to cram basically uh, the whole the whole kit and caboodle as I much think. as I could. Yeah. Why would you lie about be 
<sighs> maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they were uh, fucking Rachel went to the doctor when she was uh, like seven and they were like, uh, she, she was sick with something. And they're like, oh, well, it's because you can't ever have uh, chocolate. And so for like fucking 14 years, like Halloween's, no no chocolate, no candy. Like she would go and go trick-or-treating and I guess just throw it all in the dumpster or something. And then like when she was 20, they're like, oh, nope, guess we wanged it. You can have chocolate and you could have had chocolate this whole time. And maybe this person was told they can't have red meat, so they just didn't eat red meat for a long time. This is a great, you have great news for them. Great news. Beef it up. Go beef crazy. <laughs> This is you get to be the you get to be the the messenger for probably the best news this person will ever receive in their entire life, which is go have a beef party. You've earned it. Do you think there could be something in the in the melted cheese that like neutralizes? Oh, the Jesus, toxins? Travis. Yes, definitely. Jesus, I'm Travis. A, of I'm course, no scientist. No, yes, you are though. There's a tick called the Lone Star Tick. That if it mm-hmm. bites you, you can develop an allergy to red meat. Horrible news. Hor- thank you Have for you ever that heard one. Such a thing. So keep. I guess. I guess I just said that so you would know it. So keep your head on a fucking swivel, I guess, and be sure to interview ticks to make sure they're not that kind. Because that would sure be the pits, huh? I, you know what? Allergies are weird, though. Allergies can come and go. You never know. They're very. Oh wait, they, they, well, hold on, hold on, Justin, hold on. Griffin, yeah, sit back. Saying, this is, this is Justin's f- uh, type five on allergies. Hold okay, on. Okay, here we go. go, Justin. Sorry, go yeah, nuts. Let me just tell you guys a little something. I co-host a medical history podcast called Solvent, so I'm half a doctor, pretty much. And let me just say that, like, refuse to have allergies. This is what I'm saying to you. Do not let yourself be bound buy your allergies just refuse to have them i used to be allergic to cats and i wanted a sweet cat of my own of my very own you know what i did i just decided to not be allergic anymore and today i'm here to tell you that i'm not allergic to cats anymore and i cured myself of my allergies <sighs> you're an inspiration i'm not gonna lie to you a lot of people lie to you and say you can cure your allergies with diet and and different things like that or crystals or whatever herbs I love every time we take one step closer to having a cult. It, yes. I love it. You know, it's it makes me feel like we're finally doing something. How many with cults our time. started as a joke, and then people yeah. just kept coming, and then they're like, "I guess we need guns because this is getting very." <laughs> this is got this got very. There's thirty real. of there's thirty of us. I guess we, we need should guns. Get guns. Um, can I, I do? Guess. Can I do one last Yahoo real quick? Uh, we're running pretty long, but oh my god, my desk is tilted 45 degrees sideways. That's Justin, we've only been be... recording for 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Dude. Don't fuck with me right now, please. Not like this. Is I it... just had to change my clock on my computer because it was three hours slow. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Real quick, this is a level 9000 Yadru Juju Davenport joint, so you know it's going to be good. It's from Yahoo Answers user dedicated to evolution who asks. When nice. you when you go to the bathroom in a movie theater, can you ask a stranger what you missed? <laughs> now let's pretend that Run P is an app that doesn't exist and hasn't solved this problem for us. But I, I when I read this, I guess they're talking about just you pop back into the theater and you sit down next to somebody. It's like, hey, what happened? And I think that's unacceptable. You do that shit in the draft house and you get sent the fuck home. Um, I think there could be an attendant. Like a, this is the only sort of bathroom attendant sort of situation that I would be cool with, where you go in, you use the potty. And then you go and you're washing your hands. And while you're washing your hands, you're like, okay, so what did I miss? And say you were seeing a rival. And it's just like, Amy Adams and um, Hawkeye, they had a conversation in the dark. All right, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Griffin, I do want to point out, I love this, but I do want to point out, this would require a human being to know concurrently what's happening in every movie at the same time. 
Yeah. No, they would memorize. What are you would... seeing? You're seeing Logan? Okay, the 745 showing. So right now. All right. Yeah. Okay, exactly. let me think about it. Let me play it in, let me play it in my uh, mind palace. And okay, I think, I'm pretty sure Professor X and Wolverine just had a conversation in the dark. Yeah, I would much prefer they would. Why, why is it always that? Because <laughs> half of half of every movie that comes out, and I've been watching a lot of movies because I've just been consuming a lot of content because I am I live at home forever now. Um, is just half of all movies is just conversations in the dark now. And I saw Arrival, and it was like most of that movie was just people having dark room convos. So, uh, have you guys also gotten very aware of? movies being as long as we're talking about this uh now since you've had babies have you become very aware of movies that are unable to properly mix sound oh my and god dialogue? in heaven it's just right. amy, amy, up, I, fucking amy adams is like i don't know i don't know how to come to have a communication with these aliens and jeremy renner's like yeah i know it's weird isn't it <laughs> just shouting and yelling at me. amy adams <laughs> there's a space explosion yeah i've been re-watching west wing and every episode ends like the most dramatic and everyone's like yeah we're going to war twin peaks is the worst about it twin peaks is like very quiet like agent dale cooper and then we did solve the mystery and then like the sound of the devil this is screaming it's like well this is pretty spooky but mainly because i have to watch it with a toddler now thank you david um, I think it'd be better if the usher in the bathroom just pulled open his vest and he had a small screen in there <laughs> and it would just sink to wherever you left off. That would be better and more believable, I think, to me. If he, you could just pull open his vest and there was a screen. This is continue a, watching the film. This is a thing that I've actually, in live theaters, I, I've seen before that one, there's a screen out in the lobby, but also I've seen or heard rather, they pipe the sound through the bathroom so while you're while you're in the bathroom you can still hear the play going on mm, see yeah. i could have used this when we first you remember when we first saw hamilton and i very much very almost <laughs> nearly did shit my pants and during it because i did not want to miss a second of our friend lynn's good play and so um <laughs> i worked just, very hard on it he worked really really hard on it and so like um by the time battle yorktown rolled around my world was almost turned upside down, um, and I was I was very my much... underwear was turned inside out. <laughs> the, the shorts turned inside out. Um, but I was very much like, okay, yeah, can we please just beat the British already? Go, do it. Here, here's machine guns. Here's machine guns. Just go. We gotta sneak up on them and reconnoiter the hills, and then we're gonna come up with a plan. No, just shoot them all, please. I don't want to be the first person to ever shit their pants at Hamilton. Please. You wouldn't have been Griffin. Don't worry. Please hurry uh, up, Mr. Washington. I'm not sure we can do it. You can. You can Trust do me it. On and then we won the war. Oh, thank God. Time for intermission. Now, here's what we did after the war. Please, 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 God, please. No, come on, please. This has been our comedy podcast, my brother, my brother, and me. Um, if you have some free time, there we have so many delightful offerings uh, for you. I guested on Court Appointed, which is a, a, a legal show explaining the law. I guess it, it was sort of a, a co-branded co, uh, episode with uh, another show I do, Sawbones. 
Um, and uh, 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 it was about HIPAA and patient privacy. That show is called Court Appointed. You can find it on iTunes. Also, the Grifster and I uh, did something really fun. Oh, we yeah. We appeared on a YouTube show called Drawfee. It's D-R-A-W-F-E-E. And we helped create the hottest new board game. And it's really fun as we sort of created it with uh, with the, the Drawfee fellas. They drew our dumb board game idea, um, which is actually a really sick board game idea by the yeah. um, um, and But if, just if, check YouTube for, for Drawfee and you'll find it. As long as you're on YouTube, uh, I also, my, my friend and co-host of Trends Like These, uh, Brent, uh, has made a party game called Use Your Words, um, and me and Tybee and some friends and Brent played it when he was in town visiting me, and we filmed the whole thing, and he did some Q&As in there, so you can see us play the game and try it out. Um, just go to his YouTube channel, Brentle Floss. Uh, and you can find it there. Um, it was super fun. It's coming out soon. Use your words. It, I, I, and he hasn't asked me to plug this or anything. I'm just very proud of him and of the product. And it's really good. And, of course, you can also check out uh, my film review series, Carry On. Um, oh, Jesus. Still suck at episode two. I need to record episode three. That it's hard to get over that hump, man. It really is. But you what, can was, so what was episode two? Episode two was Copper Mountain, a two-hander with Jim Carrey and Alan Thicke that contains very little story, and it's mostly, uh, it's mostly, it's actually called Copper Mountain, a Club Med Adventure, or Club Med Experience. Are and you shitting me? I am not. It is both movie and infomercial for Club Med. Um, it contains Fuck. nine different musical numbers in a 45-minute long made-for-TV movie. Oh, boy. Um, it is it a real treat. Um, um, you can watch all our shit at macroshows.com. We have all our podcasts and stuff there. You can also I go to carry on. I don't know. You, know, you should. I think maybe once you get to three apps, you can put it on macroshows.com. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm really close. Actually, a listener sent me um, the next four movies. Oh, so the, I have I have them all sitting next to well, me. Well, don't please don't bitten. don't spoil what they're going to be or talk about carry on anymore. Okay. What's well, a film by film review <laughs> of Jim Carrey's career? Um, it's, it's it's a very exciting new property. Um, uh, you can also go to maximumfun.org and check out all the great shows on maximumfun.org. And we're going to be talking a lot about Maximum Fun uh, over the next couple of weeks during the Max Fun Drive, which kicks off Monday, uh, uh, March twentieth, and runs for two weeks. And we're just we're so happy to be a part of this network, and I'm so grateful to all of you for helping support it. I also want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song as a departure off the album "Putting the Days to Bed." Uh, Juice, you got to hang out on that big, beautiful ocean with uh, John Roderick. Um, yes, never enough time, but he was—he's a, a solid dude as always. He's the best dude. Um, anything else? Yeah, we also should say one. We have a TV show on CISO.com. If oh, you yeah. haven't already checked that out, they're constantly, like every Monday, putting up new bonus content. The deleted scene, or was it the blooper? The bloopers for episode two is 17 minutes long. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, a so lot. check that out, CISO.com. And then also, we're going to be in Portland this weekend doing. Uh, oh, shit. The show. Yeah. Fuck. I can't believe that's now. Um, so if you're going to be at the show and you want us to do a question, make sure you email it to us with Portland Show in the subject line um we and just to be clear we didn't organize this show so we're not sure about like meet and greet or anything like that um so we can't promise anything but we are going to have posters made uh at the show uh so well they'll be made before those. they're not going to be like printers running while we do our um our unique brand of comedy up no. on stage yeah and that uh that's done for us by emily who is at corrupted gym on twitter they're really uh, they're great really i'm great. very yeah, excited I can't wait um you want that final yeah yeah
sent in by a couple folks actually level 9000 yachty drew drew downport and christopher lockhart thank you both it's from yahoo answers user steven asks will the loch ness monster get into christian heaven McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, Ben. What's that, Adam? Maximum Fun has asked us to make a new promo, and I think the best way to do it is to tell people what our show's about. Oh, that's pretty easy. The Greatest Generation is a hybrid podcast that guarantees you a good night's sleep with a combination of both latex foam and memory foam. No, it's actually a show that allows you to skip the post office by printing out your own postage. No, it is a podcast that allows you to design websites by using award-winning templates. Ben, it is most definitely not that. The Greatest Generation is a Star Trek podcast podcast by two guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. New episodes come out every week on Maximum Fun or wherever you download podcasts.